Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of the First Congregational Church in Norwood, Massachusetts, with the Reverend Michelle Bagby Allen. FCC Norwood is a caring and inclusive faith community affiliated with the United Church of Christ. We are proud to be an open and affirming congregation and welcoming, inclusive, supportive, and engaged with mental health in our community. Today is Sunday, February 25th, 2024. Our worship leader for today is Lynn Hull. The scripture reading today is from the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, call him here. And they called the blind man saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. I pray that God will add the blessing of greater understanding for our hearing these words from Scripture. And as ever, I invite you to pray with me in preparation for this time of reflection. Let us pray. Most loving God, have mercy on us. For we come to this moment hearts full of need, hearts full of hope. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, for you are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. The story of Bartimaeus is found in three of our Gospels, the Gospels we call the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, We call those synoptic because so many of the stories are the same and in, in virtually the same order, actually. So I find it interesting when we experience a story that is in three different Gospels, it's not exactly the same in all three. So it can be very interesting to take a look and say, well, what is similar, what is the same, and what is different about this story as we find it in Mark? Um, So bear with me. This story is found also in Matthew 20 and in Luke 18. Um, What makes them similar is that all of them are blind who call out to Jesus and receive healing, restoration of their sight. In Mark, Bartimaeus has a name. It's the only one where there is a name. Uh, In Matthew 20, there are two unnamed blind men, and in Luke 18, there is one unnamed blind man. Um, So I think it's good and interesting to be anyway to notice that Bartimaeus in Mark has a name. 
Um, Bar Timaeus means the son of Timaeus, which interestingly it says Bar Timaeus, the son of, of Timaeus. So maybe he was Tim, Tim's son, right? So uh, family name, which means one who is highly prized, somebody who is honored, highly prized. Each of the stories have similarly a man or men crying out, have mercy on me. And each of them has a conversation where Jesus becomes still, calls him over, and says, what do you want me to do for you? Hmm. Where we find some differences, the name, the take heart, get up, he's calling you. That take heart is only found in Mark, and him springing up and leaving his coat, only in Mark. And only in Mark does Jesus say, your faith has made you well. Um, In the other iterations of this story, your faith has saved you maybe, but here your faith has made you well. So this story of the blind man Bartimaeus or the blind men or the unnamed blind man becomes the basis of one of the most beloved prayers in Christendom, um, more beloved in the Eastern Church. So some of you who have backgrounds in the Eastern Church and the Orthodox Church would know this prayer as the Jesus prayer or simply as the prayer, which has, over the course of Christian history, has been changed a little bit to Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, thank you, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And this is a prayer um, of the mind, right? We, We learn it that can also become a prayer of the heart or a way of praying without ceasing, as Paul instructed in one of his letters. So that a sinner, part of the prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, does not come from the biblical story. It's been added later, perhaps because um, we understand ourselves to be sinners. So I've been thinking about the take heart, take heart. I had a friend in seminary who would say this to me. He was a friend and colleague from South Africa who would use the phrase often, and especially when things were difficult. He would say this to express his hope, but also more than his hope, his trust and his faith that everything would be okay, even if we couldn't see the end of the story. He, as a black South African, had spoken out against apartheid in the 90s. He was monitored whenever he spoke in public. He was arrested. He was treated very poorly. Uh, At one point, he was shot and imprisoned, sentenced to a lengthy 12-year jail time around 1990. And after Nelson Mandela was elected and became president in 1994, miraculously, his sentence was reduced to immediate release. He was attending seminary in the late 90s on a Common Global Ministries scholarship, and Common Global Ministries is the joint 
uh, global mission organization of the United Church of Christ and the Christian Church Disciples of Christ. So he was in seminary the same time that I was in the late 1990s. Take heart. Spoken sincerely as it was by him numerous times to me over the course of our friendship, carried with it so much more weight or power when spoken by him. It seems to me that we need to hear this phrase, take heart, more often. Take heart, friend. It will be okay. Take heart. God is with you. No matter how hard things are or how anxious you feel, take heart. Your efforts are not in vain. Take heart. You are not alone. Take heart. There are others who are working for justice, are loving kindness, and are walking humbly all around us. Take heart. The grief will subside. There are, I'm sorry, take heart. The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Take heart. If you've been sitting at the side of the road crying out, no matter how long you have been there, disregarded, told to be quiet, or quietly dismissed, you are heard by God and by the one of deepest compassion. Take heart. Couldn't we all use to hear that a little bit more? So I've been thinking about sin this week, and I realized in writing that that's probably the worst segue of a sermon of all time. I've been thinking about sin. Um, so let me back up. I'm, I'm reading a very, very interesting book by Danielle Schroyer called Original Blessing, Putting Sin in Its Rightful Place. And you might guess from the title, or you might not, um, that it is a th- theological book that critiques the doctrine of original sin. So, you might not have known that you can do that. You can critique the doctrine of original sin. But it turns out that you can. And it's a rather compelling book. She would suggest that you should. Schroer spends a great deal of the beginning of the book talking about the blessedness that is in the book of Genesis. God creates, and it's good. God creates humanity, and it's very good. God implants in humanity God's image, and we've been trying to figure out what that means ever since. Yes, humanity makes mistakes. The fruit is eaten, and the Garden of Eden is lost to us in that story. However, that this does not necessarily mean that humanity is forever sinful or even naturally bent toward sin and the separation from God. So she really does make a good case for simply acknowledging our humanity fraught with good and evil, the human experience that is complex with internal struggles and choices that we make that are not always for the good. And she also acknowledges that many of us experience feeling far off from God. 
And she encourages, and here's the take heart moment, that God does not give up on us for being human or for being sinful. God's steadfast love is at the core of God's nature, God's choice to hear us when we cry out, God have mercy, Christ have mercy, is always, that response is always to be still, turn aside. Say, what do you want me to do for you? So original sin, she reminds us, was not a doctrine when Jesus lived. It came into the Christian church some five centuries later, four or five centuries. I haven't gotten that far in the book. Um, And sadly, um, it's been used to fear people into faith and to make our conversions more dramatic or spectacular, she suggests. When in reality, we do all fall short, we sin and fall short of the glory of God, Most of us know this in our bones. And take heart. God's love is and can be transformative. It is and can be hope for the hopeless. It is and can be sight for the blind, or better yet, insight for the seeking. Life for those who have been half dead. Eternal life for us all. God's love can give us a new name, honored one or prized one, Christian even, follower of a way, a way of mercy, servant or friend, as Jesus calls his disciples. It strikes me that we all can learn from Bartimaeus. Don't be afraid to call out to get in some good trouble, as John Lewis would have encouraged us to, to call out for mercy always, and take heart when Jesus calls and comes. Spring to your feet when compassion calls to you, and follow as best you can. This is the response to that new sight, to follow as best you can, even up the hill to Jerusalem, where one will need courage to follow as hosannas turn to crucify hymns. And even then, we can take heart because the story does not end when oppressive and evil forces erect crosses. We can still take heart because God is with us no matter how hard things are. We can take heart because our efforts are not in vain. We can take heart because grief does subside and sometimes even turns into dancing. We can surely take heart for the arc of the moral universe is long and it bends toward justice. I hope, friends, that you will this very day take heart and know that Your cries for mercy are heard by a loving, loving God who never gives up on us. Amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon podcast. 
If you would like more information about FCC Norwood, check out our website, fccnorwood.org, or like us on Facebook. All are welcome to worship in person or via live stream on Sunday mornings. Worship rebroadcasts will be available the following day and sermon podcasts on Tuesday. Thanks again for listening.